Prepare to Attack is a collaboration between Mash Those Buttons, Wawa's Bootcamp, and Mayhem.gg. Visit MashThoseButtons.com to learn more about our shows. Visit Wawa's Bootcamp on Discord to get coaching on your favorite Overwatch characters. Visit Mayhem.gg for live coaching streams and VODs. Hello and welcome to Prepare to Attack, a podcast series that aims to improve your understanding of Overwatch and its characters. Today we're going to be talking about character types. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schistler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, hey, hey. All right, we are here with Coach from Wawa's, a coach, not coach, but a coach from Wawa's Bootcamp, Wustus. Hey there. Hey, so uh, yeah, so we're gonna dig into character types, and not necessarily uh, the characters themselves, uh, but it's, it's very important to know what your character is kind of expected to do when you pick them. You know, I mean, Overwatch by default breaks down characters into four categories: one it will be attack, defense, tank, and support. But that doesn't necessarily give you all the information you need about the character you're about to pick. Not to mention, some characters are just straight up in the wrong category, right? Cough, Symmetra, cough. <laughs> you know, so um, we're going to break it down a little bit more here as to, uh, you know, what you can, when you're picking a character, you know, you want to keep these things in mind when you're picking them and putting together your team compositions. So most of Overwatch characters are what we, we would call DPS characters or damage per second characters. They produce high amounts of damage. They're probably the ones that are going to be getting the most kills. But, you know, even inside of that core category, they're very different in what they do. So let's start, uh, you know, the breakdown. Or, or Wooses, do you have anything to say about DPS characters in general? We can start there. Yeah, so if you're looking to do damage, obviously a DPS character is going to be what you're going to want to do. However, keep in mind that your team does also need tanks and supports, and a DPS is not self-reliant. He needs his team to play. He needs his healer to be healing him. He needs his tanks to be taking the focus from the enemy team to be able to do anything. All right. So let's get into these these subcategories of the DPS. Let's start with flankers. So what would you what, what what's the job of a flanker? Yeah, so I would say a flanker like Tracer and Genji, I would say most of the time they're going to be in the back line of the enemy team, focusing down their healers like Zen, especially since he's just so low mobility and can't do too much against uh, an enemy, uh, Genji or Tracer. They're positioning is a lot more aggressive. They're going to be further up a lot of the time. And just, you know, calling out maybe targets to focus with. For example, in a they might stay with their Winston in a dive comp, focusing whoever he's going with, if there's a Winston on that team. Okay. And uh, two, the two characters we, we put into that category would be like Genji and Tracer. Yeah, so right. the, the reason why they're in this category is they're super high mobility. Tracer has her blinks, obviously. Genji has his dash and his wall climb. And they can, you know, get into that back line, do a lot of damage, and get out if they need to. Okay. Well, let's move on from flankers. Let's talk about projectile DPS. 
Yeah, so some projectile DPS that I would say would be uh, Farah and Junkrat. Um, both of these are very high damage, very, I would say, slower projectiles when comparing with just about anybody. Farah obviously is going to be in the sky a lot of the time. She does those, she shoots those big rockets. They go in a straight line. They do a lot of damage. And then Junkrat's going to be shooting those uh, arcing projectiles. They do the same amount of damage as Farah, 120. Both of these roles, a big part of them is they're going to, they have a very high damage potential, but the issue with them is it's very hard to consecutively hit either Junkrat's bombs or Farah's rockets. So a lot of damage, but hard to hit. Right. And the, the, the travel time of those projectiles, not necessarily the fastest, you know. I mean, Farrah's not shooting turtles, but still, you know, yeah. it's not necessarily as fast as, a, you know, getting a shot off from, uh, you know, like a Soldier 76 or, or a McCree. I guess you could say, speak of the devil, let's talk about Hitscan, which that, that's the category that Soldier 76 and McCree are in. So why don't you uh, expand on that a little bit? Yeah, so Hitscan, like Soldier and McCree, the reason why they're Hitscan is because the mechanics that the game uses is when you shoot your bullet, it uh, registers and checks, like, is your crosshair on the enemy? Is this bullet going to hit them? And if it's yes, then they instantly take damage. And if it's no, then they obviously don't take damage. And so the reason why they're Hitscan is because there's no travel time. Once you shoot the bullet, if you're looking at them, it hits them a millisecond later, however long it takes the server to process it. And so these heroes are sometimes a lot better for people like Farah who are in the sky, who you might not be able to predict their movement very well. So you just need to shoot at where they are in that moment. And uh, another thing to point out is Overwatch favors the shooter. So if there's any latency lag, it's going to favor the shooter, not the one getting shot. Right. Yeah, that that, that is actually uh, very important <laughs> to, to know. Um, a lot of deaths have been had where it's like, I shot that guy in the face first. Like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll find, well, McCree has played a lot more now than Soldier, I would say. They're both played a lot. McCree's definitely a little bit more burst damage, I would say, because of his very high damage, kind of slower fire rate. And then Soldier's more consistent damage. Right. Yeah, McCree is a lot harder to play, too, because he doesn't have the sprint that Soldier has and the self the self heal that Soldier has. Right. Now, I will think it's notable to say that when you do shoot uh, with McCree and Soldier, you still see like they, they graphically they'll show a projectile going from point A to point B. And I might lead you to believe that they're projectile. But no, it's like, you know, the the damage is registered when you pull the trigger, not necessarily when the bullet gets to its uh, destination. So just, I would just keep that in mind. Let's talk about anti-tank DPS. Yeah. So anti-tank DPS are people that just have super, super high damage output, essentially Uh, under this, I would say a Reaper and Bastion Reaper, just because he can get right next to that tank and just start blasting out damage with his shotguns and Bastion because of his turret form where he can set up and just, also start going right through the enemy tanks, whether that be their shield or themselves. Think of a Reinhardt with his shield up. A Reaper can go right through his shield and then right through the Rhine, or the Reaper can go walk right past his shield and then just start hitting the Rhine himself. Right, yeah, I mean, they, tanks generally have that, that very high health pool, and uh, nobody will drain the health pool like Reaper and, and Bastion. Good for shields, too, especially Bastion. Well, uh, let's talk 
snipers uh, for a bit. I mean, there's, uh, that's pretty obvious when you talk when you look at Widow and Hanzo that they're kind of in a class of their own. But what, how how would you what would you say the job of the sniper is? Yeah, so the job of a sniper I would say is to get picks on just just constantly be getting picks to stagger the enemy whether it be on you know the enemies and yada or the enemy's soldier uh you don't always want to be focusing the tanks like say reinhardt or winston because you don't want these people to be paying attention to you you want to have you know a clear visual of the enemy healers so if the reinhardt knows you're there he might try to stop you from seeing them or if the winston knows you're there he might leap up to you and end you so the reason so the difference between widow and hanzo is widow's hit scan because she's hit scanned, it's usually a little bit easier to hit her shots. And for that reason, Hanzo does end up doing or can end up doing more damage because of his scatter arrow and uh, his wall hack arrow, his sonic arrow, um, which allows you to see enemies through walls. And yeah. would you say Hanzo's more of a mid a mid range sniper, whereas Widow's more of a backline sniper? Absolutely. And the reason because is uh, Hanzo super long range. Can't, it's really tough to predict where people are going to go, especially with headshots, whereas Widow's super long range, it's hit scan, so it doesn't matter too much. And she has the scope, which zooms in. Gotcha, okay. And now let's walk into a category that's a little bit, I guess, more confusing, which is the off DPS, as we're, we're calling them. You have two characters that are very uh, unique in how and how, what they do. Uh, one being Sombra and then the other being Doomfish. You want to you know, expand on that? Yeah, so each each one of them is un- unique in their own special way. I would say Sombra is, um, can be a lot of things. If the, a lot of health packs are hacked and the team is using it, she can definitely get a lot of healing in. And at the same time, she's similar to Tracer in that she can sometimes flank with her uh, invisibility and go behind the enemy and burst someone down. Um, but I would say she's in a way, a flanker slash off healer slash anti tank because of the hack. Most of the time, as Sombra, you're just going to want to be prioritizing, you know, just hacking those health packs, getting behind or focusing and hacking a tank or whoever needs to be important. Uh, Doomfist, on the other hand, is very new. Not a lot of people know how to play him, so he's kind of getting worked out. He was released like just last week, I believe, uh, and is just in comp since three days ago. So he's kind of a more interesting character. I would say he's he's similar to a flanker in that he can push in very far and then get out very quickly. But he's also very anti-tank. So he's almost like an anti-tank flanker. Uh, so, you know, if the Winston jumps in, the enemy Winston, you can knock him away. And then uh, you can also go into their backline and kill maybe their McCree or their Mercy or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to put... You know, Overwatch has a pretty diverse cast. It's kind of hard to put everybody in a box, you know. So sometimes you got to make a new box. <laughs> That's what we did there. Uh, let's move on to tanks, which is definitely less diverse. Most of the characters in Overwatch, like I said, are DPS. But, uh, you know, there there are definitely some differences in the tanks. There are a set of tanks that we would call main tanks. Now, what would you... Uh, Say about that. Yeah, so main tanks are your Reinhardts, they're your Winstons, and they're your Arissas. Uh, the reason why these are main tanks is because they create room and they pre- protect their team. The Reinhardt keeps his shield up to allow his soldier, for example, to do damage without taking damage. The Winston will jump in to allow his tracer, for example, 
to not be focused by the enemy team. He can put that shield down and the Tracer can play around that shield. He can be a target himself while also having a high health pool that allows him to maybe die a little bit slower. Uh, and then Orissa herself, she can put that uh, barrier down in front of her team to allow them to play behind it. And she has that fortify to allow herself to stay alive for a long time. So they kind of create space and allow their team to do work. Okay. And what about uh, the, we have another category called off tank. Like what would you say the role of the off tank is? So the role of an off tank kind of varies, but essentially it is either more focused on doing supplementary damage or it's focused more on protecting your main tank or other people on your team. So these are, this is Diva, this is Zarya, and this is Roadhog. So Diva and Zarya, obviously, Diva has her defense matrix, which can, you know, stop your Zenyatta for dying from dying, for example. And Zarya has her bubbles, which can help stop your teammates from dying, or it can be used offensively to help your team go in. Maybe the Diva can stop some soldier spam or some something like that, and maybe your Zarya can shield someone who's low and keep them alive that allows your team to go in and then both of these two heroes can do some more damage zarya more than diva and the most damage roadhog another off tank focuses more on just doing a lot of damage he's he's very anti-tank i would say in fact uh being able to pull people away from their team and then just focus them down with those close range shotguns Right, yeah. And Roadhog has made, recently, I mean, as of this recording, there's been some changes made to Roadhog that definitely made him less effective in his role. You know, the the, the trade-off before Roadhog was like, sure, he didn't protect the team that much, but he could definitely wipe a player off the map, you know, he, he could trade, you know, without trading. You know, that was, that was that was kind of like his trade-off. Now, eh, he's kind of an alt-battery. They're saying they're working on him. We'll see. So, you know, him in the tank, he is still a tank for sure, just off of the fact that his health pool is so high. But um, when you're thinking about protecting other players, he's not really the guy you're looking for right now. So we'll see what they do with him. But let's move on to builders. Uh, what's a builder? So a builder is someone who creates things on the map uh in this case it's may torbjorn and symmetra may would build her walls these can be used to stop the enemy's push or to cut the enemy in half maybe uh some part or some of the enemy team has pushed up some have not you can use your wall to separate them and maybe focus one group at a time uh torbjorn puts his turrets down these are you know their hit scan except for the rockets during molten core they do a lot of supplementary damage they it just sits there and he can you know repair it he can move it but it's just gonna sit there most of the time and then symmetra puts both her uh turrets up which don't do a lot of damage but together can do a lot of damage because of the slow people have a hard time moving through it and then also puts either a shield generate teleporter up which can be huge a lot of the time teleporter allowing players to come back quickly from spawn and shield gen giving everyone 75 shield health okay uh and Going for so let's just go. I mean, that was just a, a good explanation of what they do. <laughs> let's move forward to healers, uh, another category that has two subcategories, really. Uh, so let's talk main healers. What, what's a main healer? So, a main healer is someone who can really just output a lot of uh, healing, especially on tanks, for example. Uh, in this case, it's a lot of single target healing, I would say. These examples would be Ana and Mercy. Ana, because she can use her grenade to boost the healing and just keep 
shooting at that teammate that may, might be low. Maybe it's a Reinhardt who's low. And Mercy, the same case, she can just hold that uh, beam on the teammate and just have all of that healing coming out at once. Okay, and now we also have the off-healer. What, what would you say about off-healers? So these healers are a little bit less uh, effective at doing a lot of healing and are often effective at supporting their teams in other ways. So examples are Lucio and Zenyatta. Lucio has that speed boost, which can is huge to help your team engage. And then Zenyatta has that Discord Orb, which can help focus targets. So if there's an enemy who's out of position and you put that Discord on them, then it helps a lot. But they both do have that healing capability. Zen has the Harmony Orb, and uh, Lucio has the Healing Field, obviously which do heal just a little bit less than Ana and Mercy a lot of the time. Right. So that basically, it covers all of the heroes uh, in the game. It's just that when you're, I'll say when you're looking to choose a hero, uh, you know, you want to look at what your team has, right? You want to look at what your team has already, or maybe even just communicate with your team a little bit better to see, you know, you know, what do you guys feel comfortable with? What are you thinking? And then, you know, pick a hero, uh, you know, from there. And that's uh, just kind of what you want to do. One thing I'd like to note is we do have DPS, and it's a large category, but something to remember is almost every character in Overwatch healers and tanks do also do DPS, uh, much much more so than traditional games with those roles. Uh, and uh, you know, tank in a lot of cases, people think does no damage, but these tanks, lots of them can do crazy amounts of damage in the right situation. Same with healers. I mean, really, only all of the healers do quite a bit of damage besides mercy. Um, so the Blizzard's done a really good job at, at making all the classes fun to play and you're all kind of chipping in on DPS. True. I mean, it is a first person shooter, so like <laughs> you're going to be shooting at things for the most part, unless you're doomfisting, you're punching things instead. But yeah, you, yeah, the goal is to, you know, do damage and stuff like that. But you got to remember like when you're playing Lucio, you're not like assault Lucio. You know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you know, work with your team. You gotta prioritize healing your people over getting, you know, chasing that guy down and getting that kill, you know, getting that knock back off of a cliff, you know, oh, look at that. And you turn around and your whole team's dead. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's for sure a balance there, but you will be chipping in on killing the other team. Absolutely. Uh, so, Ustash, got any uh, final thoughts on character types? Um, so just final notes are like these these are the categories that they fit in, but like characters are all unique. Um, for example, like a tracer's gonna have a much better time against a Farah, for example, than a Genji just because she's hit scan rather than uh, projectile, but at the same time soldier's gonna have a better time than both of them. So uh, each person is unique, but these these help with kind of the mentality of playing each hero, I would say, is a good good thing to say. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think that this is more for uh, you know, helping build a good team composition than let's say handling something very very specific absolutely you know? yeah yep. and we'll get into the specifics of each character in the separate character episodes 
Absolutely. Yeah. So this is like just kind of like an overview to help you, you know, kind of understand what your characters are pretty much pretty much what your characters are expected to do when you pick them. Right. You know, like I, I guess I'll just bring up Lucio again. If you're a Lucio and you're and you have, you know, gold kills, but nobody's getting healed, you know, as that right, your team's going to say something about that because like, they're expecting you to heal people or actually a better example. Well, and a lot it, of Lucio's using speed at the right time. I mean, it's super powerful to use speed right. over heal lots of lots of the time. Yeah, they're expecting you to use your utility. I, I think even a better example that I see is Zenyatta. You know, you have a lot of people that go swole yada, like, you know, no healing, all all DPS. <laughs> you know, that's not what they're expecting you to do, right? They're not expecting you to just use transist, uh, transcendence to heal yourself. You know, you're supposed to be assisting a team, even though Zenyatta can output, uh, you know, quite, uh, quite a bit of damage. Quite a bit. That's, yeah, that's, he's the only healer that can actually one-shot a 200 health uh, DPS. Yeah, but that's not your job. <laughs> that's no, not what no, you're on the field to do. It's something yeah. you should be doing. You should just always prioritize having your your harmony orb on the right target. I I like to put mine on a Genji on a tracer. Right. Yeah. You get, it's, it's it's all about you know you know making sure your job is done. Then you can have some fun. You know, sweeping somebody up. <laughs> you know, but you want to definitely make sure you're prioritized. So that's what that was the point of this episode. And we're gonna go ahead and close this up. If you have any questions uh, about what we talked about or any comments, feel free to email us at contact at prepare to attack.com and we will try to get your questions answered for you. Uh, Wooses, why don't you tell us about Wawa's Bootcamp? Yeah, so Wawa's Bootcamp is a free coaching community. Uh, we have over 300 Grandmaster coaches. Um, if it's awesome if you want to learn a hero or if you just have a question, there's an Ask Pros Coaches channel where you can just pop out a question and we'll have some coaches or pros answer it. Uh, it's If you want to learn heroes, you know, you can use our bot and we'll hook you up with a Grandmaster Coach. And from there, you know, the sky's the limit. You can do a VOD review. You can do a quick play game. It's a lot of awesome opportunities to try to learn from the best. Gotcha. And how will they get to Wild Wise Bootcamp? Wawa's Bootcamp is mainly based off of Discord, and that's discord.gg slash Wawa's Bootcamp. That's W-A-W-A-S-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P. Um, but you can also just Google it, and you'll find our Twitter. You can find our YouTube and a lot of other things. Right. And I think it's important to note that you have coaches for both PC and console. Correct. We have both PC and console coaches. Yeah, so you know the console players, you're not being left out here. You can you know go to Wawa's Bootcamp as well. Uh, so as as for me and Bob though, uh, you can find us on Mash Those Buttons. You go to MashThoseButtons.com and check out all of our shows. We have a lot of different shows for different games. Uh, me and Bob are on Watchpoint Radio. That is uh, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. We live stream an episode every Wednesday. Sorry, every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch, uh, which is twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And then we release the episodes on Wednesday morning on you know your favorite podcasting platform, whether it be iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitch Smart Radio, SoundCloud, all those different places. Uh, you can find uh, Watchpoint Radio. You can also follow the show at Twitch, uh, sorry, at twitter.com slash Watchpoint Radio. And you can follow Mash Those Buttons at uh, twitch.com slash, God damn it, uh, twitter, twitter.com <laughs> slash uh, Mash Those Buttons, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, and youtube.com slash 
mash those buttons. I also want to, we want to bring up Mayhem.gg because that's a main that's a major tool that you at Wawa's Bootcamp use to uh, help educate your players. Correct. Yeah, so Mayhem.gg is an awesome VOD review website. Uh, it has live reviews and recorded reviews. Students can just send their VODs in and then the coaches can, you know, play the VOD and draw on the VOD and pause the VOD at a certain time and talk about it, say, hey, your positioning here is not great. Maybe you should be here instead. Um, and it's just an awesome tool. And all of that afterwards goes back to the student. They can, you know, see the drawings that the coach makes, hear what the coach says, see where it's pa- he's pausing it. And it's just an awesome site. Uh, and it's an amazing tool for coaching, I find. Or just All personal right. water reviews, too, for teams. Yes, absolutely. You can, and that's just mayhem.gg. That is the website, mayhem.gg, not mayhem.gg.com or anything like that. So, um, yeah, you can, uh, Bob, why don't you tell them where they can find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at blazin underscore Bob. That's B L A Z Z I N underscore B O B. Yes, and I am on Twitter at twitter.com slash underscore jaw underscore. So that's underscore J-A-A underscore. If you enjoyed the show and you want to uh, help us out, the best way to do that is to share the podcast with others, especially those who you know need it, your bronze and silver friends, your gold friends, you know. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can put them in there too. Uh, but yeah, you can share, this with, share, the, share it with them, uh, anybody who you think is going to enjoy it or benefit from it you can also go to your uh, favorite podcast platform of choice and uh, give us a, a rate and a review and actually in your review you if you put the, um, the name of a character that you want to hear next uh, we will you know we're going to be taking votes for that and that character will be in the next batch of episodes that we do so you can vote for for your the next character that you want to hear about and we'll put it into the next batch all right uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to Good Luck Have Fun and thank uh, them for allowing us to use sounds like Overwatch as the theme to this show. I would uh, definitely check out Good Luck Have Fun on YouTube because he has a bunch of videos with he has, he has a, a bunch of music, uh, game related music on there, and it's 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 a, it's a pretty it's a pretty awesome channel. So thank you very much to Good Luck Have Fun. So that is gonna wrap us up here. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next time.